Welcome to Success Coaching with Eric Reed. This show is for you if you'd like to develop more strategic growth in your business and in your life, become more profitable, and develop the strategies to leading a happier, more balanced life. And now your host, Eric Reed. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining me on this Friday afternoon. You know, if you're a first-time person, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Eric Reed. I'm your success coach, and I help you build life and success. If you're a returning call, uh, listener, I appreciate you being here time and time again. I know that you're investing in building your success and transforming your life into what you want it to be in. This radio show, I I hope, is part of your weekly commitment to that. I often ask my coaching clients, what are you investing into your success? Or what investment have you made this week into success? And so by being here, you can count that as one of your investments, if you so like. Uh, Reading great books, uh, being inspired by teachings, and uh, attending seminars are the ways that I often invest in my personal growth as well. And so Thank you for being a part of this journey. Today, I really wanted to take a few minutes and talk about what a good growth environment looks like. You know, if we have any gardeners on the line or, you know, people that uh, love to spend a little time digging in the dirt, you'll know that not every plant does well in the same type of soil. You know, some like it sandy, some like it dry, some like it wet. Some like it sunny, some like it shady. And in order for them to thrive and become their best, they have to be in the right growth environment. And it's the same for us as individuals. And it's the same for us when we're leading teams or developing teams is we need to make sure that we're providing that good growth environment. And so as you begin this journey of personal growth, as you begin this journey of building your success. And what I mean by success is living your life with significance and purpose daily. Remember that success isn't this final destination that we get to check off and say we made it here. It's more the journey as we go through life and live at our fullest and at our highest potential, whether that's in our businesses, our families, our churches, our communities, our faith, our finances, building success into it. We need to be in the good growth environment. We need to know what that is. And so what I've put together um, is about seven, eight tips of what a good growth environment looks like. And so that's what I want to start with today is to really just dive in and, 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 and show you what a good growth is environment is and how you can begin to establish one for you, your team, And, you know, this extends to families because remember, as families, we're not only growing the individuals, our children, but we're growing as a unit because it's interesting. I I looked at my son the other day as he fell asleep on the couch and he'll turn eight next month. And I thought, oh, my gosh, look how much of the couch he now takes up. I mean, he's a long kid. And I thought, man, he's really grown and it, not only the physical growth from when he was a baby to the, you know, now this big old eight-year-old laying on the couch, but what he, who, he's, who he is becoming, his interests, his, his purpose, his passions, his, his likes, his dislikes, his temperament are beginning to mold him and mold the people around him. And so as a family, we're starting to grow and we're starting to alter how we interact 
with an eight-year-old versus an eight-month-old. And so growth happens everywhere, and setting up a good growth environment is critical to making sure that we channel that growth to its highest best. And so the number one way, or the, the first point would be, a place, you want to be in a place where others are ahead of you. Now, my dad was famous for this expression, and whenever we would, you know, get in one of these situations, he would say, do you want to be the little, fi- the little fish in the big pond or the big fish in the little pond? And what he was really saying is, do you want to be in a place where you're ahead of everybody, or do you want to be in a place where everybody's ahead of you? Because by seeking to spend time with people who are smarter, faster, more successful than you are, you're always moving forward. You're moving, pushing towards a direction. You're being pulled by their influence. You're being pulled by their, their example. They're modeling and mirroring who you should become. Now, yes, there are days we all want to be the big fish in the little pond because it feels good. It feeds our ego. But pretty soon we get tired of swimming around in that little bowl over and over again. And we're called to leave out. And so that's taking that step of faith and moving into a group. And when you move into one of those groups where the bigger fish are there, you come in with a humble spirit and a learning spirit and, and really say, hey, I'm here because I want to learn from you. You're bigger, you're faster, you're smarter, you're further ahead of me than where I am. And I want to learn from you and use you as mentor. And then the second place you want to be is in a place that you're continually challenged. A good growth environment puts pressure on us to improve. If our daily work is too easy or too comfortable, then we're shortchanging ourselves. We're stunning our development. You know, it's easy to get through the day. It's easy to just sort of fake it, make it. You know, it forces us to sort of not swim upstream, but just I heard an expression once that any old dead piece of wood can float downstream or something to that effect. That if we're not being continually challenged, we don't know what we're capable of. We're not sharpening our skill, that iron to iron thing. And so you need to be in an environment that you're challenged. Whether that's in your office place taking on new tasks, whether it's as an entrepreneur going out and seeking bigger and bigger clients, whether it's as a family member exploring new things as individuals and as a team, but whatever it is, you need to be challenging yourself. And we talk about in the 15 Laws of Growth with John Maxwell, the law of the rubber band, that a rubber band is only useful when it's being stretched. You know, are you being stretched each day? Do you look at your day timer and do you set your day timer up in such a way that you know there's going to be points in the day that you're going to be stretched? Now I get it. We all live busy lives and we're all exhausted at the end of a week. And to be stretched every single moment of every single day might take too much out of us that we can't make it to the end. But make sure you're finding spots every day that you can be stretched. Because as you build that stretching muscle, as you build that that ability to to expand and challenge yourself, you become more comfortable with it. You know, if you're going to the gym and you haven't added new weights or taken a new aerobics class or, you know, turned up the dial on the spin bike because everything's been comfortable and you just like hanging hanging out, it's time to, to dial it up. It's time to add some more weights. It's time to do a few more reps. Stretch yourself. Get that muscle growing. Same in your business. You know, if you know there's a client out there that would really change your business, but you've been afraid to approach them, Now is the time to challenge yourself. 
because right now they're not a client. If you challenge them or challenge yourself and they say, no, not now, you're not the right fit, they're still not a client. So nothing gained, nothing lost except everything gained because now you've developed that skill, that talent, that confidence. So you want to be in a place where you're continually challenged. The third growth environment is a place where, you know, you're focused forward. You know, some companies, some teams, some individuals like to preserve yesterday. They're always talking about the good days. You know, this is the way it's always been. You know, we've always done it this way. And then they're not looking towards what's coming, what's ahead of them, what the changing environment is. They're always, you know, this is working, so why change it? Well, Kodak went through that. You remember back in the day, if you're old like me, that, you know, Kodak ruled the market. Kodak had everything going for them. They were the camera, the film, everything. And then soon digital media became available. And Kodak had a choice to continue doing what they were doing and developing the products that they were developing them at the higher and higher standards or begin to shift their strategy. And unfortunately, they didn't shift fast enough. Now, there's still a market for them, and they still have some presence in some places, and they're trying to reestablish themselves. But if you're not in a company or a team or even a mindset where you're looking at what the next trend is, what the next idea is, what the next social media phenomenon is, and asking yourself, is there a strategic place in that move for you to fit? You're not going to be able to grow into it. You know, I, I, I look again back at the garden, and there's, you know, you've got those vines that sort of creep up and crawl around and you think, how did they get over here? They look for that opportunity. They, they snuck across the ground and then up the fence and then over the wall because they were seeking the light and the nutrients and, and the energy to stay alive. Well, you need to be like that vine. You need to be always looking forward. You need number four is you need to be in an atmosphere that is affirming, you know, encouragement is like oxygen to the soul. Everybody needs it. So search out environments where people cheer one another on to greatness. Now, if you're a solopreneur or a mompreneur or an entrepreneur, and maybe it's you and maybe another office mate or another partner, go to BNI groups, go to meetup groups, go to entrepreneur groups where you can get that spirit of encouragement, that spirit of enthusiasm, that spirit of support from other people. Another great way of doing it, and if you've seen, if you've seen my uh, video on it, is um, my red folder where I keep, in case of an emergency, all the things that have been said positive about me, my business, my company, my growth, just those things of affirmation that I like to keep handy so that when I start to feel discouraged, I can pull into them. Encourage other people in their journey. Because there's this great thing when you reach out and you say, you know what, I've seen what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I, I recognize and acknowledge your talents, your abilities, your efforts, your uniqueness. Somebody focuses that back on you. And when you hear that, it gives you that moment of inspiration to move forward. Another great affirmation tool that you can use is, you know, uh, we're in February. We're doing the 28 days of love. Love thyself. I am. And write an affirmation. Stick it somewhere so that you can see it throughout the day and be encouraged by it. If you're in a family, make sure you're pointing out the best in your family members. You know, I get so much more um, accomplished in a day when I tell my kids how great 
of a helper they are and how much they're helping because then they seek out the ability to help and help and help. You know, if I'm always yelling and nagging and pushing and, you know, pointing out the negative, pretty soon it becomes this battle. And it's a battle for attention, but it's a battle for good attention and we've gotten stuck in a rut. So make sure you break out of that rut and create an atmosphere if you're a team leader of, of affirming each other and encouraging each other and providing that oxygen into their soul. Fifth growth environment uh, note I would make is create a place where you wake up excited to go to. If you dread going to work and you don't look for it and you gravitate towards calling in sick or days off or leaving early or, you know, Facebook while you're at work, then that's not the right environment. Now, I'm not saying get up and quit right away. There is some financial and strategic planning encouraged. But you need to be in a place where you're excited. You need to find that excitement in the job that you have or the job you're building or the future you're creating. And sometimes it means that maybe I'm not excited about the nine to five, but the money and the, the opportunities it provides me to do good in the community, do good in my family, to take care of each other. I pour my excitement into that. But you need to be able to wake up every morning passionate and excited and driven towards doing something every day. Because if you're just going through life day after day, same after same, unchanged, unchanged, you're in what we call a rut. And as somebody told me once, a rut is nothing more than a grave with the ends kicked out. So you might as well go ahead and lie down now and let them dump the dirt on you. So be in a place that's exciting. Number six is... Be in a place where failure isn't the enemy. And this is really important to team leaders and managers and those people at the top. Because if you're in a place where failure is noticed and, and, and criticized and that, you know, if you fail, oh, it goes up on the board and everybody talks about it and the, the walk of shame begins, you're limiting people that are forward thinking. You're limiting people that are moving into the new direction and growing and developing because they become stagnant. They become tightened. You know, it, it, they, you start clipping, clipping back those hedges to the point that they start to die from the inside. It's difficult to develop in an environment where you don't feel free to fail. The best growth environments, the best growth atmospheres reward risk takers and darers. They accept that mistakes are part of the natural part of life and growth and development. Failure is viewed as a stepping stone to success rather than a source of shame. You know, some companies, you should be having a, a, a weekly failure meeting and, and celebrating it, you know, bringing your whole team together, bringing your whole company together and, and saying, okay, what failures did we have this week? And applauding those because what you're actually saying is, who went outside the box? Who risked growth? Who thought of a new idea? Who tried to claim a new client? Who moved in a new direction? Okay, great. We failed. So now we know that doesn't work, but we know there's still an opportunity out there. Let's chase down that opportunity. How can we as a team come together and chase that opportunity? Because failure isn't failure unless you stop. And so have failure meetings. Get together and say, look, we're celebrating so-and-so because they went after this client and it didn't work out, but they identified a potential revenue source for our business so it can grow. Yay, Frank. 
Celebrate failure. Don't make it the enemy. Create a place where others can grow. You know, when I work with teams and companies, a lot of times I will um, talk about the cross-cultural training, identifying where businesses are stagnant, where they become everybody in one group versus everybody in another group, and nobody knows what the other groups are doing, and that once you reach a certain level, you don't get to move up or move over or you know, expand what you can do for the company because all the blocks and you know, the glass ceilings and all that are in place. You need to be able to push one another to move forward. When you, when you train in a gym or on a road race, or you, know, you always have that training partner that, that's there to push you one extra step, one extra pace, one extra weight, helping each other to grow and to, to be clear and mentoring and monitoring and developing that growth in each other. So that when there becomes an opportunity, you've raised up the next level, the next generation of leaders in your company, the next generation of big thinkers, the next generation of, uh, of idea makers. So when you bring somebody on board, raise them up to take over. When you're looking at your children, are you encouraging them to grow into who they want to be? You know, I once heard somebody say that um, I'd rather be my child's friend when they're an adult than when they're a child because they're going to be an adult a lot longer than they're going to be a child. And as I thought about that, it's like, you know, the person that I'm raising up, the person that I'm growing up, the person that's living in my home, would I like them as an adult? What qualities would I want them as a friend, as an adult? You know, honesty, integrity, empathy, trustworthiness, dependability, all of those characters that I would identify in my friends. Now, what am I doing now as a parent to help teach those skills? Because they're not going to suddenly magically appear on their 18th birthday when they blow out the candle. So I have to begin now to raise that child up. I have to begin now to develop that child into the person that they can become so when the time is right, they take over the mantle of leadership. They take over the, the self-direction that's needed to, to guide their lives. And they grow into it. You know, growth doesn't just happen. Growth has to be planned. Now back to the garden analogy, you don't plant a group of seeds and walk away and expect you know, six weeks later to come back and, and have, you know, a tomato plant and abundant tomatoes and no pests and everything looking luscious. No, it takes tending. It takes nurturing. It takes watering. It takes feeding. It takes reflection. Okay. Is it too much light, too little light, too dry a soil, too wet a soil? Oh, look, there's, there's negative things, bugs, et cetera, coming on board. How do I eliminate those? So our personal growth requires that we stay in tune with it, that we stay aware of what we're growing and where we want to end up. And knowing that, then we start to create the perfect environment. Understand that we all desire change. We all want to grow. We all want to become more than what we are. Every member of our team, every member of our family, every member of our church and our community wants to become more. It's in our DNA. It's in nature. And as a leader, 
And you're all leaders. You're all self-directed leaders. And part of my job as a success coach is helping you lift up that lid of leadership to help rise up to become greater leaders and have more influence in your world. So as leaders, we have to recognize that everybody wants an opportunity to grow. And if we create the environment of growth for them, not only do they succeed, but we succeed. So let me walk through those seven principles of creating a growth environment for you one more time so that you can look at the world around you and look at your office and look at your team and look at yourself and say, how can I start to implement a healthier, stronger, more infused growth environment? So the first one is be in a place where others are ahead of you. Find opportunities to be the little fish in the big pond. Find people that are bigger, faster, smarter, taller, more successful than you are currently so that you can learn from them. Be in an environment, number two, be in an environment that you're continually challenged. And maybe that's in one particular area right now that you want to grow. Maybe it's in several, but find an environment where you're continually challenged. Number three, focus forward. Don't be on one of those, yesterday was great, so let's just rinse and repeat and hope it works for another five years. Be always absorbing what's going on. What's the next trend? What are people talking about? What is environmentally changing? Where are my family and my team members and things changing so that I can get out in front of the wave? Number four, be in an atmosphere that is affirming. Create that atmosphere and be in that atmosphere because we all need that oxygen in our soul as entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and business owners and team leaders and just people in growth. We need to be encouraged that we're growing. And I'm going to give you a little hint. As you begin your journey of personal growth, there will be people who will discourage you. There will be people that will look for your failure. There will be people who will want you to stop. Because when you change, they have to change. So get away from those people and get into an affirming, positive, supporting group of your change. Number five, get out of your comfort zone. Find places where your weaknesses can be stretched into strength. Add value, that law of the rubber band, stretch yourself. Find your natural abilities and use them twice. You know, pour into yourself. The comfort zone is a dead zone. Get out of it. Number six, wake up excited. Find something every night before you go to bed to think about that's going to wake you up excited. That I'm excited to take on this personal challenge. I'm excited to step into this opportunity. That I'm excited about what I can learn today or do today or what's around the corner for me. Number seven is failure cannot be your enemy. You need to create an environment and a mindset that failure is a stepping stone to success. And you need to encourage others around you to fail because failing is only the process of testing for success. So make sure you're in an environment where failure is not your enemy. And then number seven, 
a place where others are growing. Be in a place where others can grow. Be in a place where, where you're, you're pouring into others' growth and encouraging others' growth and lifting up others to grow. Because in doing so, you create an opportunity for you to grow into your next level and have somebody waiting to replace. I see it so often that, you know, there's this vacancy that management keeps moving up a group, but they've never brought up the bottom group. And pretty soon they reach this point where there's, there's a vacuum of leadership, a vacuum of, of skills and talents and leadership and influence because nobody's taking the time to encourage others to grow. So be in a place that you're always encouraging and, and growing others. And then overall, just remember that growth is for long-distance runners. It's not a sprint. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to suddenly grow into the person you want to be. You're going to grow into it daily, moment, event by event. And sometimes you may feel like there's no growth. And we've all seen that season where you plant something and it looks like nothing happens. And the seed is dead under the soil and you sort of turn away and then boom, it sprouts forward. Understand that growth is a process and that you're in it for the long journey because the rewards are greater. So I want to make sure you guys are putting yourself in a growth environment. Listening to this podcast, sharing this podcast is a great way of doing it. Getting into our 15 laws class, which is available online, um, 15 invaluable laws of personal growth, fantastic class. I encourage everybody to get on, sign up. It's $49. You get about six hours of teaching plus uh, about another eight hours of John Maxwell teaching on the laws, a workbook and other information, but it's a really great base point to start your personal growth. And if you want information on that, you can always email me at eric at ericgreed.com or tag me through social media. I'm sure you can find me if you found this podcast. But reach out to me, and I'll happy to get you the link to that class. Uh, other t- classes coming up soon, so keep an eye on the website for that as well. But as your success coach and your mindset coach and the person who wants you to help, help you develop your internal personal leadership, I'm here for you. I, I, I sincerely want you to know that each and every week when we come together, I've prepared and I've thought and I've said to myself, what is the things that I've learned along my journey and helped other people learn on their journey towards success? And so that's what I'm here for. Um, If you should need me for anything, please do reach out to me. Like I said, social media, it's pretty hard to hide, but uh, the website, Eric G. Reed, uh, is always available for that. And if I can be of any help to you or your team, uh, let me know. But until we get together, put yourself in a good growth environment. Look for growth environment opportunities. I know that you're in a growth space now. If you're listening to this, you're, in a, pers- you're a person who's pouring into your personal growth. Shore that up. Take these seven lessons and make sure you stay in a healthy growth environment. And so until we get together next week, continue to grow and continue to live life with success. I am your success coach, Eric Reed. And uh, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to ericgreed.com. That's ericgreed.com. And like us on Facebook slash Eric G. Reed Success Coaching. 
Join us next time for Success Coaching with Eric Reed.